Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19 0.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. Yeah. So how do you do it? Talk to a doctor, you get your mm -hmm. levels tested because you never know, even if you're 22, you might find that you might want this, but your body's not going to cooperate. Is it different Having sex with a man and getting pregnant, is it more tricky to be artificial? Like, is there, do they, does your body reject it differently? The, it's the same way, same, yeah, same so chances. Drop it like a hat, drop it like a hat, drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. Here we go. Guys, welcome. It's the Cat Nap Podcast. It is Thursday, which means we have special guests who join us and tell us their stories because what's more interesting than our stories? People, other people's stories. And just so you know, uh, Julia, if you're listening, she knows it's not Thursday, but this is the day it gets released. So. Oh, yeah. This We're is, lying. It's a fake Thursday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have a Julia Carroll, who is the founder of Storked here, and she is trailblazing the conversation on the new modern family. 
Yes. It's so exciting. Um, there are so many different types of families out there, guys. And um, we tend to think about families being like your traditional two couples, two people in a couple, often a man and a woman and mm-hmm. kids. And statistically, that's not the case anymore, right? Like, statistically, like, what do you mean? What are the stats on that? So, okay. 50% of all marriages end in divorce. That means yes. that if those that marriages is. had kids, 50% of all families are co-parenting and in co-parenting relationships. 23% of all kids are raised in single family, single parent households, meaning solo moms by choice, like myself, people hmm. who um, have lost loved ones, people who, uh, for whatever reason, their co-parent can't co-parent. I mean, we're talking about a significant generation of people who are raised without a second adult in the household. Julia, can I ask you yeah. a question? And Absolutely. I, I this, is, this is not a, one of the approved questions, but I just out of curiosity, is it that it is way higher or is it that it's more prevalent and talked about that now we mm. are like making it a norm so that when kids see multiple families that are different, it's like, oh, that it's no big deal. Where I feel like when we we're raised, being raised, I can think of people who were raised differently. Well, that is exactly the intention of Storked, which is a podcast at the moment um, that's designed to normalize all the different types of families, right? Instead of thinking that it has to be two parents that are male and female or that the family has to include kids, you know, increasingly mm-hmm. people are choosing not to have kids and they're saying, this is my family unit, it includes my spouse or it includes my dog or it includes mm-hmm. my loved ones. We need to normalize those families and accept them and just showcase them. So the whole intention is to like, highlight, celebrate, showcase every type of family. And so I do think there's this migration towards accepting other types of families. I also think that the statistics are changing, right? The divorce rate hasn't changed in a really long time, but I think that the number of people with gay and lesbian parents is changing. The number Mm -hmm. of people who have solo moms by choice and the people who aren't getting married. So there's no divorce because there's no marriage. So, you know, people are just like, we're not together anymore. What's that phrase? Like you hate 35 and you've already bypassed your first divorce, Um, (laughs) right? Yes. And, you know, it's, um, all, you know, we have seven kids, so we're, we're looking at them and, um, knowing that all of this is going to be, it's not going to be so traditional. And I think that like our parents probably expected to just for us to get married and have kids. And they didn't think about all the other options that yes. it could be. And even now, like when, um, my kids, will they have like two of the same sex parents? They don't even mention it, you know, like, but they know they all like, they know, but it's not even a thing. Um, And that's the way it should be. It should be that we're in the classroom. We're like, yeah, you have a mom. You don't have a mom. You have two dads. You know, you have a mom and a dad. Like that should be the conversation in the same way that on the playground when I was growing up, it was like, okay, you have brunette hair and I have blonde Mm -hmm. hair and -and so-and-so has red hair and um, somebody else's curly hair. And, you know, those things were normalized and accepted in the playground. And nowadays family structures are accepted for our kids. And then we as adults have to be more conscious about um, showcasing all the different family structures to our kids, as well as for ourselves, particularly when you're in your like early, mid thirties, late thirties and saying, what kind of family do I want? You know? Mm, Yeah. Why that age? Is that just because that's like when you begin to like think about a family? It's probably my bias around when I thought about family. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if it was like a special age at that time. You're like, at that time you begin to think about. Well, they say, they say, call, like, if you're thinking about the kind of family you have, you get to a certain age and apparently like they keep like um, upping the geriatric age to have a baby. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. And I think, I mean, more and more people are having babies later, right? As more women are in the workforce and they're pursuing their careers and then saying, wait a minute, now I need to think about family. It tends to happen a little bit later. We know that women are graduating from college and universities at 60% the rate of men. So, you know, we've got a highly educated female workforce that's choosing to maybe delay thinking about kids until their thirties. Not everyone. A lot of people are jumping right in, in their early twenties and that's awesome too. Too. There's but nothing. You know, yeah. As I as I'm as I sit here and I interrupted you and I apologize. I was just thinking. I'm like as you were saying, men and women and waiting. I was like, women right now are at such an advantage because, oh God, we don't we don't need a man to have a baby. Yeah. And because I'm thinking, how many single men on their own could have a baby by choice without a partner or without a relationship? even with another man, like for an adoption process, I'm like, I don't know what the surrogate looks like, but I'm thinking as a woman, we have so many more options if we're able to carry a baby about having our own baby without having, we're just, that's so shitty for men. Yeah. We really need, yeah. we can start, we can start a family all by ourselves. It's tr- it's so true. And I think that scares men to some extent. And mm-hmm. there is a big if, right? How many of us have faced infertility or had mm-hmm. to yes, rely totally. on fertility treatments? Yeah. Yes. Um, and but I bet I think as a woman, you could probably adopt a baby a little bit easier than a single man, which is not right. I'm just saying, I think that at, at this part in life, I feel like it's a little bit easier still for women. Totally. And you know what I found out recently? Um, because there was like in the back of my head, I was thinking, what about fostering when I was starting my family? And I found out that the majority of foster homes are single women, which is really interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Now there's so many ways to create a family and they're all just so special, whether you choose to do it in your early twenties with a partner or later on by yourself or whatever. It's it's the, my hope at least is to just like show all these gorgeous families and say, they're all awesome. And just like highlight that, you know, and Julia, can you tell us about your family and how that came to be? Oh my gosh. Yes. So right now I have a 21 month old son and he is just like, <laughs> I mean, he's rocking my world. He's so fantastic, but he's also at the tantrum phase, which is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a phase of parenting that is hard. And um, for me, I was, um, I like dating men. I had some really great men in my life in my mid twenties, sorry, mid thirties. I was dating somebody that I thought I was going to marry, not because he was so special, but because I was in my mid thirties and this mm-hmm. is what you do, right? Like this is it. I was looking at the clock. I was counting the days, counting the years and going, I got to have a family. Let's go. How long were you dating him for? Five years, okay. five years, wasted life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing's Wait, ever. He, he was a waste. <laughs> nothing's ever a waste, but it okay. wasn't. It wasn't ultimately the relationship, and we ended up breaking up. And I just like I, it was a breakdown, break open kind of situation, you know, where I just like collapsed as a human. Mm. And what I later uncovered that my my feelings about loss around the relationship weren't about losing him. It was about losing what I thought was my path to parenthood. I thought I was just not going to get to have kids. And so I spent a really long time going inward and trying to figure out what does this mean for me? Can I have a family? Like I really at at a soul level felt like being a parent was my purpose in life. 
Um, and I was right. And so I ended up doing it as a solo parent. Um, it was incremental. It was first just like a niggling thought in the back of my head. And I froze my eggs just in case. And then I did a lot of like introspection, a lot of work. And the more Can and I more. how old you were when you froze your eggs? Like yeah. it was after the relationship or at what point were you like, I have to freeze my eggs? Yeah, it was. To be honest, okay, this is actually, it's, it was, I started to go down the process to freeze my eggs just as the relationship was ending. And I went into the OBGYN and I said, okay, I want to freeze my eggs. How do I do that? And anyone who's been through fertility treatment will know that there's the OBGYN who takes care of your uterus and like all your lady parts on a regular basis. And if you get pregnant and then there's a reproductive endocrinologist or a fertility doctor, and those are two separate things. And the two don't necessarily like a OBGYN doesn't always know what an a fertility doctor does. So my OBGYN was like, we prefer people to get pregnant naturally, which what? is the most obnoxious thing anyone oh, could ever shit. say. Okay. Hold on you one know. second. We're going to take a quick break. And then yeah. I, we have to go back to that. We do. We do. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient. So you can use their products daily with confidence. You know we don't have the energy to remember the order of a 10-step routine, so we love that the work system keeps things simple for us and has everything you need in one powerful package with a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their beauty reviews are literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeauty.com 
www.betterhelp.co.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash cat and nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash cat and nat. Did you, uh, was it a man or a woman who said this? It was a woman. Yeah. She was a young woman. She was like 38, maybe 40. And I was so insulted because look how many times if I were married and in a heterosexual relationship, that doesn't even mean that I could get pregnant naturally. Mm-hmm. Infertility rates are climbing dramatically. And so many of us struggle with the pregnancy path. Um, but then I wasn't even talking about getting pregnant. I was talking about like, per, like um, preventative care almost, or just anticipatory, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe I might need this. And by the way, it's one of the things I tell young women, like if you have the financial resources to do so, and I understand it's a huge privilege, but freeze your eggs. It is such At a what gift. Age? I would say anytime before like 36, 37, because here's what it does. It allows you to date people who are the right people for you without dating someone with that, like, oh God, I got to get married and have kids. Um, so I'll just date this bozo, right? Like, so yeah. it you up. And then it also frees you up professionally. Okay, if I want to take the next year and just kill it at my career and get to the next stage of my promotion, um, at least I know I have my eggs in the bank and I'm not like also trying to navigate the fertility path. So I just think it gives you so many more options, optionality professionally, personally, emotionally. Some of us are also, maybe we're grieving something in our lives, some trauma that we have to heal. We have to spend a little bit of time in therapy and working on ourselves and we're not ready to parent. And so- Egg freezing, like, is the best gift science has given women. I How think. much does it cost? I was going to say, does, and does it hurt? Yes, and yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm God. sorry. I'm so sorry. But for anyone who's gone through IVF or knows friends who've gone through IVF, egg freezing is the first part of IVF. So it's the part where you inject yourselves with a lot of hormones for two weeks, wait until your egg follicles develop, and you want a lot of them. You get bloated and grumpy and uncomfortable, and then you have a surgery to remove them and put them on ice. Um, it is expensive. More and more corporations are covering it. Um, and I we should, lo- I know. we should mm-hmm. lobby, like lobby the corporations, lobby our insurance, lobby our States, because how much does it cost? Like Sorry. 16 grand. Oh, Whoa. Uh-huh. Also, I have a question for you. Uh, 
it is it you know there's a lot of conversations and then we have to get to your exact story but yeah is there a lot of there's a lot of conversation around pain management in women and you know this this whole conversation about women not getting pain management properly in the medical field is this something that could down the road be a little more comfortable for women who who want to get egg retrieval or there's no way around it oh gosh that's such a good question i wish i were a doctor i feel okay, like okay we'll ask a doctor ask a doctor and then let me know <laughs> <laughs> okay so what led what what was your decision ultimately and and how hard was it to get there it was hard to get there ultimately my decision was when i closed my eyes and i said if i never ever ever get to meet the love of my life am i okay with that or you know in contrast if i never ever ever get to parent and which of the two felt worse to me mm. You know, and I ultimately said, I really want to be in a partnership with somebody. I want to be like a loving spouse to somebody that is remarkable and worth it, that. And I want to have that. But parenting is so much more important. So if I never get to parent, I would look back on my life with regret. And if I never get the spouse or the partner or the, the loving relationship, that would suck. But it's not as bad as not parenting. So that was my choice. And what did you do when you realized yeah. that? Like, so I would love to know how long that took you to get there and yeah. what were the fears or what was like, what was like, oh my, when you, how did you get there? And was it just like, this is what I'm going to do? Or did you be like, holy fuck, what am I doing? Yeah, no, it, it was very gradual. You know, it was kind of like, it was a throwaway at first. Like first you're like, oh, whatever. I'll just have a baby by myself. It's like mm -hmm. this joke. And I think we hold on to, or at least I like to hold on to options like that in the back of my head as like, should something not go well, at least I have this backup plan. And it makes me feel safe to have a backup plan. Mm -hmm. In this case, um, the backup plan just started to feel more and more real. It started to feel more and more good in my body, you know, and ultimately when I made that decision, I'm not a great decider, by the way. You know, some people are like super decisive. They know they know I'm not that person. And so when I finally made the decision and it took years of reflection, I was like, oh my God, I feel so much peace and certainty and like this wash of like joy and comfort and relaxation wow. washed over me. Like, mm. ah, yeah. So yeah. Lucky. Huh. I agree. So, so, um, yeah, cause you must've gone through so many things. One thing that crosses my mind, it like of a person at that age would be like, okay, so what if I get the baby and then who's going to want to, what, what partner is going to want to be with someone who has uh, like a baby, Yeah, you know, but then yeah. I think about all the single moms who end up getting relationships too. Same, yeah, same shit, different pile. Yeah. There's two parts of that. The first is I talked to every single mom I knew and I was like, what's your dating life like? And I got all the stories. I got people who said, I don't care to date for a really long time. And I got people who said, I met somebody five months pregnant and they were on board. Um, and so my theory was I've got a lifetime to maybe find my partner, but here's the really weird thing. After I decided to do the solo parenting and I was like meeting with doctors and getting my blood tests done and like going through the fertility process, which is a long process. I actually met somebody and, um, I started dating him and I was really transparent. Like I'm going down this path and we had a lot of conversations and he said, okay, you know, he was divorced and had two kids. Um, hmm. he said, okay, I'll date you through this. And we dated through my pregnancy, through the first year of my kid's life, long distance. So he was never the parent. Okay. Um, and he was never very involved, but he was sort of like, you know, somebody I'd call at the end of the night every day. Um, and then ultimately the relationship didn't work because I, I 
that's going to be a hard one. Um, but it was, it was surprising that some, but some guy yeah. was like, yeah, okay. I see that. I, I can, I can be comfortable with that for a period. I feel like that was the universe being like, it's okay. You can, yeah. you can do this and you can still have your, you can have everything you want, not just one thing that you want. Yeah. And that's why there's a lot of confusion around the term solo parent and single parent. And single parent is really about mm. like what you're going, what's going on in your dating life. Are you partnered or not partnered? And solo parenting is who's doing all of the parenting. So you can be a solo parent and do a hundred percent of the parenting and still be dating mm-hmm. or right. And so I and think married, like, by the way, and- to be honest with you, <laughs> or married in a full exactly. relationship, because, you know, there are people who do get not ejected, but um deployed, you know, mm-hmm. like they get like, mm-hmm. or they have, they have to travel for work or like, you know, there is a lot of women who do 90% of the heavy lifting. Hundred percent, or people in marriages where the person's checked out of the relationship or checked out of parenting. Um, unfortunately, women just often in heterosexual relationships have to do the bulk of the work. And so, frankly, when I look at how much work I have put into my son and just like pouring myself wholeheartedly into parenting, part of me goes, "There's just no room for a relationship in here." Like, how do couples in <laughs> traditional marriages do this? Like, how do you maintain a relationship? And take care of a baby. I can't imagine. Right? I it's, a lot. it's a lot. It's a lot. I want to know the details of how you go and um, have a baby on your own. But I also, before we get there, I want to ask you, like, when you were telling friends and family that this mm-hmm. was your idea, what was their reaction? Oh, my God. So I was a quick break. And then you. Okay, yeah. the time is going so fast. I can't like I can't believe it's time for another break. So I'm like, oh, my God, this okay. is so crazy. Break, um, break. And we might have to do this in a two part series. Oh, my gosh. OK. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, yes, but tell us what your friends and family. And side note, we both know multiple people. And I know someone who has a child now at the age of, like, maybe 24 who um is it artificially inseminated is that what we call it or is that not called it anymore yeah you could call it that yep yep um who did it on their own and i just 24 yeah who dis well, i won't say it on here but i just i remember when i remember the conversation i was like wow that, that was you know we know a lot of people who've done it so that's like yeah. super unique too that 
we know people that just maybe haven't talked about it, but um, family and friends. Yeah. 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 A lot of people are doing it. It's becoming more prevalent. And, um, you know, if I had, if I were to quit my job and just dive into something, writing a book and get it like diving into the research on why more and more people are doing this would be so fun. Um, that's another story, but, um, what you were going to ask me a question about family. What was the reaction? Oh, right. Thank you. Sorry. I got off track. Um, Mm -hmm. okay. I was very intentional about who to talk to because I, you know, when you open yourself up a little bit, just a little bit, and like, you don't get the, the reaction necessarily that you want, it's deeply painful. And so initially I opened myself up to a couple of friends and one of them was like, no, this is stupid. You shouldn't do this. Um, you know, it's, you're way too young. This is a desperation. Did you say move. I'm going to do this alone or I'm going to get artificially, ins- like, what w- was it like? I'm going to go and pick someone who can artificially inseminate me. Yeah. I basically said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this alone. I'm going to go have a baby on my own. I'm going to use a donor and I'm going to go have a okay. kid. A donor and, kid, that's the right word. Yeah, but there's, there's no right words. You don't have to worry about um, saying the wrong thing. This isn't one of those things that's so delicate. I think just like when kids grow up, they're, you know, it's the, what is, who is the person, you know, I think that that's where the conversation comes around. I think was what was kind of taught to us. And it was someone that I knew was like, not like adoption, but like kind of the conversation of the wording, because it still is, you know, it can be interesting to the child. It can be sensitive. And we should maybe at some point talk about, like raising kids and talking to kids about this. Cause I think yeah. that's really important, but um, at least for me, the sensitivity wasn't on my end as much unless somebody was like, Oh, it, you're giving up on your, your life uh-huh. or you're giving up on your possibility for dating or whatever, which I did get a little bit, but because it, one of my friends was so triggered and negative about it, um, that, closed me down. And then I was very, very careful about only letting certain people in. So I let my parents in, let my my sisters in. They were on board. In fact, my mom was pushing me to do it. She's like, you are destined to be a mom and I don't Mm -hmm. care how you do it. Just do it. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She was super, my parents were crazy supportive ultimately and not everyone have that. Yeah, Um, And then I had some friends who were crazy supportive. And then it wasn't until I was like, really like well down the road and or pregnant that I started telling more and more people. So I was very close to the vest with it initially. And now I tell everyone because I want them to know it's a possible path mm-hmm. for them, not for everyone, but for some people. Yeah. So how do you do it? Yeah. So, um, talk to a doctor, you get your mm-hmm. levels tested because you never know, even if you're 22, you might find that you might want this, but your body's not going to cooperate. Um, I, there's a lot of tests they do. Some of them are blood tests. Some of them are like the uncomfortable stirrups. Yeah. Question. Is it different? Um, having sex with a man and getting pregnant, is it more tricky to be artificial? Like, is there, do they, does your body reject it differently or it doesn't matter? Like there's the, it's the same way, same, yeah. same so chances. I'll, I'll give you my understanding. And again, this is a doctor question. Yes. But sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's like, there's so many things that can go right or wrong in pregnancy. And even our smartest doctors, my assumption is that there's a little bit of mystery and it's like a little bit of magic in conception, Mm. right? Um, Science and magic have to meet for conception to work. So first you're, you have to be making eggs. Secondly, your eggs have to be good quality. And frankly, I don't think doctors even know what good quality is. I'm not a doctor, but I think they just generally say it's good quality or not good quality. But if you were to say, what is a good quality egg? I don't think they could fully identify what makes a good quality egg or who's going to make a good quality egg. So 
we know that women who are later and older, their fertility declines because we're making less eggs, not making less eggs. We still have, we have all the eggs that we are are born with, but the quality decreases. Um, But so you can still have somebody in their early twenties who's having infertility. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've seen if a penis made it more successful than however it's done. No, no. In fact, it might be the opposite. So Uh it's, it's, then you have to get the sperm to the right place. You know, that's the next thing. And that is ergodynamics. Maybe it's sperm motility. Maybe it's the quality of the sperm. And then you have to worry about the sperm and the egg meeting. And then it has to actually quote unquote stick into your uterine lining. And so any one of those steps could go wrong. Um, And I don't know if like, like for instance, the sticking, I don't know if there's more likelihood that it's going to stick if you've done it with a doctor or with um, a partner at home. Um, I do think that in terms of getting the sperm to the correct place, oftentimes Mm -hmm. couples, heterosexual couples who are facing infertility will do something called IUI or IVF in order to get the sperm in the right place. IUI is the turkey baster. It's squeezing it up there and making sure that the sperm is placed as close to the cervix, as close to the eggs as possible. So I had to do that because I didn't have a penis Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. my life Mm -hmm. to do it for me Mm -hmm. or the penis in my life didn't want to be. um, Yeah, yeah the dad. Um, but some couples, uh, who are experiencing infertile infertility will require a doctor to support them. And just by squeezing it in the right place, sometimes they're successful. So it's, did that answer your question? A little yes. Bit? Yeah. Yes. I okay. Said 22 go get tested. I just want to make sure that people were like aware that infertility yeah. is not just someone who's facing, um, doing it on loan with a turkey. I don't want to say turkey baser, but what, whatever that one is versus a penis. I wasn't sure if there was yep. drastic differences that if you had a penis, you might be like more successful, but that doesn't sound like the case. But the general rule is um, if you're under 35, try with your male partner for a year. And if you're not successful, then talk to a fertility doctor because, it, okay. and, and by the way, don't assume it's you because mm-hmm. 50% of infertility is male factor, meaning mm-hmm. it's the shape of the sperm. It's the number of sperm. It's how fast they swim. It's whether your partner has sperm. Should just not be a class in school? Like, mm-hmm. does anyone else feel like they should be like a class in school that, that you graduate, you know, that. It's mm-hmm. not always that easy because mm-hmm. I feel like you're taught for so long that yeah. be careful, like, get pregnant by looking at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's so interesting. Yeah. The classes in school teach us the wrong thing, or these days we're not allowed to teach anything, which just is crazy to me. Where um, do you live? I live in Massachusetts, so we're super liberal here, but okay. I'm paying attention to the news. Mm-hmm. Outrageous. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So where do we get our sperm? Okay. You get it? That's the hard part. So the first decision you have to make is, are you using somebody, you know, and that's called a known donor, um, or are you using a sperm bank? Um, and this is a big topic, um, uh-huh. but I'll Especially give you the high when you're on like Jerry Springer and Dr. Phil, like they need to stop those shows where they're <laughs> yes. all, it's like one sperm donor and 75 siblings. You know what I mean? It's so bad. Well, okay. So that's, publicity. but that's the risk and it's not actually Jerry Springer. It's real life. So mm-hmm. wait, if, this is a real problem is a real problem. Um, so if you use a sperm bank, the benefit to using a sperm bank is, you know, that they've tested the sperm, you know, that they've, um, run the sperm donor through a lot of evaluation, um, that they've collected as much medical history as they can. And, um, uh, you know, that generally it's a, it's a healthy person. And plus they're like 18 to 22, 25 when they're donating, Mm-hmm. How much are, do they get paid to don- donate? I, you know, that's the big mystery. I've been dying to find that out. Because like, why are these guys doing it? 
An 18 year old doesn't have the goodness of his heart is trying to let a, a, a soul of ego. He wants his man sperm well, spread around. Well, so there's that. Um, <laughs> there's that. Or or they're getting paid a lot. And then the question yeah. is, can an 18-year-old make a good, informed decision about the rest of his life? Mm-hmm. Wait, because um, do they get to know about the... Do they get to know oh, they have so a baby? There's so many details. There's so many details. There's so goodness. many details. So let me back up for a second. Okay. So if, yeah. if you use a known donor, somebody yeah. you know, you run the risk of any sort of legal issues. So in various states, there's different legal precedent and whether or not that person can claim custody down the road can be an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, You also run the risk of like a really wacky relationship, right? So Mm -hmm. if it's a best friend and then all of a sudden you guys Mm -hmm. don't like each other anymore, you're co-parenting with this person. Mm -hmm. Um, It's super complicated, but the benefit to that is that um, they're probably only doing this a handful of times. So you don't, you don't have a ton of siblings running around and you know, the person, you know, their family history. If there's a crisis, you can call them and say, Hey, was there ever cancer in your family? Or was there ever this Mm -hmm. mental illness in your family or, you know, lupus or any sort of autoimmune disease and having that access for your kid's medical history for the rest of their lives is huge, but known donors are risky and that that's just messy and complicated and emotional. Um, I actually went through all of my friends. I picked a friend who is this gorgeous, kind gay male, and I begged him to be my sperm donor. And he said, no, okay. Yeah. I don't want that. Right. He didn't want parenthood for the rest of his life. So that's fair. Um, instead I went to a, a sperm bank and I, want to caveat with, I love my sperm bank. I'm so grateful. They gave me my son and he is the best human on the face of the earth. And so, um, they will have nothing but my love and adoration, but if you think about it, sperm banks are in an industry where they make humans. It's a, like, it's a company that makes humans and the industry is human is a human making industry. And that's, there's ickiness to that. They theoretically have caps on how many kids, but nobody really, there's like general rules that some sperm banks follow and some sperm banks don't follow. And it gets really murky because it's it sort of like, be. That should be be absolutely one of the most important things that they follow. And if they don't, it's illegal. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not that. Um, And so, yes, you run the risk. I I run the risk that my son may have 30 to 100 siblings out there. Okay, wait, we're going to we're going to come back with a part two, I think. Yeah, I got I got it. You have time. I, I do. I'm sorry for running over. No, we're loving this. So okay. I, know, I think we just have so many questions. We're, like, we're, just <laughs> we're just pretending to part two. Like we're we're gonna stop right now. Okay. okay, guys, you're gonna tune in um next week because this is a conversation that I don't think we've ever had, and it is interesting. And I think it's so great for women who don't possibly um have a partner and are looking at this option and feel alone, or they have a daughter. Yeah, who might be in the situation or will be one day. Yeah, so let's uh, let's come back with part two and get to the questions of I'm even curious about dating when your child grows up. Do they have to be concerned about uh, it being? Yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely. Okay, we'll be right back. 